Welcome to this Sunday's message from the King's Church Mid-Sussex. Well, good morning, church. It is um, so exciting for me to be able to be um, preaching live to you this morning um, from the King's Centre Auditorium. The first time we've done something like this in here for over seven months, and it's just uh, my absolute delight to be opening the Bible to speak today. Um, obviously, as Tim has alluded to this morning, we'd made all kinds of plans as a church about what we hope to do with in-person meetings and everything else. And um, I'm sure, like you, we're all kind of getting to grips with the implications of the news that we heard last night. But there's a verse in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs 16, verse 9, that says this, that man makes his plans, but the Lord determines his steps. You know, we make our plans, but actually it's the purposes of God that will last forever. And I just want to encourage us, before I say anything else this morning, um, to trust in God in this season. Um, Later on, we're going to pray for our nation. Tim's going to do that at the end of our morning together. But I don't know how you're feeling this morning. Maybe you're feeling relief that we have gone back into lockdown. I know many are feeling that. Some are going to feel anxious about the changes again. Um, Some will feel frustration, I guess. Others may feel disappointment. Let me just um, read this verse to you from Romans chapter 15. It's verse 13. And it says this, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope in the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to pray that as a prayer for all of us watching today, whatever you're feeling from the news this weekend, that the God of hope may fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. And I'm praying that for this morning, that as you're watching in your homes, wherever you are watching today, that you may know the Holy Spirit filling you with a joy and a peace that comes from trusting in God. So listen, a big welcome to you today. If you're on YouTube, please feel free to say hi or make a comment in the chat function there. We'd love to connect with you. And I'm really praying that this talk today is going to encourage you and help you to encounter God wherever you are watching this. Um, We're actually starting a new teaching series today. We're calling it First Love. That title, First Love, is inspired by some words of Jesus that he spoke in Revelation. And it was the last book of the Bible, Revelation, and Jesus is writing a letter to a church in a place called Ephesus. Uh, And Jesus says to them, guys, there are so many things that you're doing well. Um, I want to commend you for your hard work in my name. Uh, I want to commend you that you've kind of persevered through really tough circumstances. You've kept going. Uh, I want to commend you, Jesus says, that you haven't put up with false um, teaching, with kind of nonsense theology. You've held true to Jesus' words. But then Jesus says this, I've got one thing against you, though. You've forgotten your first love. He kind of says, well done that you've kept going. Well done that you've worked hard. Well done that you've persevered. But you've forgotten your first love. They were a busy church. They were kind of an orthodox church. And yet in all, somehow they've forgotten what's most important for us as Christians and as local churches. That first and foremost, we're called to love God, with all of our heart, with all of our mind, and with all of our strength. They got busy, but they'd lost their first love. 
What does it mean for us to remember our first love? We're going to um, spend some time thinking about that question. And I know watching this today are people who are in all kind of different places spiritually. And so some of you may be watching today and you're like, you're just exploring Christianity. You're just checking church out. I really pray that you may know the full extent of God's love today. And others of you, maybe you've recently stepped into this new living relationship with God through Jesus, and um, you're just grasping hold of some of these things for the first time. But I guess many people watching today, you might have been a Christian for many years, and what happens to the church in Ephesus in the Bible can actually sometimes happen to us. We get busy, we persevere, but we can lose the sense of the first love. It can be easy for that to happen for all of us. I don't know if you can remember, those of you that are Christians, um, when you first became a Christian, how that felt to know there was a God who was real and who was for you, to know what it was to be forgiven, to know what it was to know the presence of the Holy Spirit, those kind of first days when you just couldn't stop singing about Jesus and you couldn't stop telling other people about Jesus. But, you know, life happens, there's challenges, there's discouragements, there's disappointments and we keep going. We persevere, but if we're honest with ourselves, we might have lost some of that first love and passion for Jesus that we had at first. I wonder, how's your love and passion for Jesus today? For some people I know, this year you have um, kind of felt closer to God than you ever have done. This crisis has kind of driven you into your relationship with Jesus and you're celebrating a sense of a closeness and a passion for him um, that you haven't had for a long time and I celebrate that with you today. That's fantastic. But I know for others, 2020 has been hard spiritually. It's been difficult. It feels like your passion and enthusiasm may have run low a little bit, like a bucket with a small hole in the bottom. It may have started off full, but over time, passion and love and enthusiasm for Jesus may leak a little bit. You know, it says this in Romans 12, verse 11. Paul writes to, to encourage a church, and he says, Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Never be lacking in zeal. That's like enthusiasm. Never be lacking in enthusiasm. Keep your spiritual fervor, your, your spiritual passion serving the Lord. It's a great encouragement. I need to hear it. Because sometimes it's not always easy, is it, to keep our spiritual passion for Jesus high and strong. Um, sometimes that passion and that first love can get dampened by circumstances outside of our control or disappointment or other people even, or lockdown measures. How do we keep our passion strong? Let me share some of my story. I'll be honest with you. I found 2020 hard. Spiritually, I found it hard. I found myself this year really fighting for faith. Um, because of the disappointments and some of the circumstances, I've realized how important it is for me um, to be in this room worshiping together with the church. I've missed that so much. Maybe I took that for granted before. And so I found it a fight for me sometimes this year. In fact, um, I'm very aware of my tendency um, to become grumpy, the grumpy old man syndrome. My poor and patient wife, Dominique, she will testify um, to how easy it is for me to lean into grumpiness. I'm preaching this message to myself today, and I don't mind admitting these things because I guess I'm not the only one. 
who, watching today, have found this year spiritually hard. You may say, yeah, I persevered, but I feel like I might have lost some of my first love for Jesus. Well, my prayer is that whether you're feeling red hot for Jesus today, whether you're feeling lukewarm or whether you're feeling a little bit distant, that you may encounter afresh his love today. Where do we start with this? Well, we start by recognising something which is hugely important that we read in 1 John 4 verse 19. It says this, We love because he first loved us. If we want to recover our first love, if you're watching this and think, yeah, you're right, Jim, I feel like my love and my passion has just dimmed a little bit. Where do we start? Well, we start by recognising that we are first loved. We remember our first love as we remember that we are first loved. As we remember again the amazing and the relentless and the incredible and the never-ending love of God displayed for us in Christ Jesus. I wonder when was the last time you intentionally stopped to reflect and to think upon and to meditate upon God's love? Uh, Sometimes it's hard to describe it because it's so amazing. It's hard for me to grasp it. That's why I love worship songs and hymns. They help me express something of the love of God. Let me just read some lines from a famous old hymn to you this morning. And can it be that I should gain an interest in the Saviour's blood? Died he for me who caused his pain, for me who him to death pursued. Amazing love. How can it be that, oh my God, you would die for me? He left his father's throne above, so free, so infinite his grace. He emptied himself of all but love and bled for Adam's helpless race. Tis mercy all, immense and free, for oh my God, it found out me. Amazing love. How can it be? That thou, my God, just die for me. I mean, it's just awesome. You know, guys, we can't like try to love God a little bit more. It's not like if we concentrate really hard, we'll be able to kind of drum up the willpower to love him more. No, we love him in response to something, in response to his love for us. Yeah, our love overflows when we get a fresh revelation of this amazing love. In fact, everything in the Christian life is a response to his love. So... Do you know that you're loved today? I mean, do you really know that this love of God is for you because everything we are and all that we do flows from knowing that we are loved? And so often we strive and strain in the Christian life. We feel we're not quite making the grade. And so often it's because we don't fully realise the extent of his love. Last year, there was an artist. His name was Charlie Mackesy. And he published a book called The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. And um, Charlie Mackesy, he's a, he's a Christian. He's a member of a church in London called Holy Trinity Brompton. And he wrote this kind of simple tale of these four characters. And it's just beautifully illustrated. Maybe you've seen it. And this book went crazy. Like hundreds of thousands of copies of this book were sold in just a few months. And like Waterstones, the UK bookshop chain, awarded this their book of the year for 2019. It kind of won multiple awards. And it's this simple book, and it has this huge, broad appeal. Philosophers are reading it. Inmates in prisons are reading it. Children in school libraries are reading it. And it's a book about friendship and kindness. And actually... 
unconditional love. Here's one of um, the illustrations of Charlie Mackesy. When things are difficult, remember who you are. Who am I? asked the boy. You're loved, said the horse. I find it fascinating that this book has struck such a chord in the UK over the last 12 months. This simple book about unconditional love has gone crazy. With all the upheaval and uncertainty, people have wanted to read a book that in its simplest form talks about the fact that we are loved. Remember who you are. Who am I? You are loved. So important to remember who you are. Maybe... Maybe that's why when the Apostle Paul wrote a letter himself to the church in Ephesus, one of the things that he wanted them to know more than anything else was the love of God. This is what he writes to them in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. He says, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, and I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Paul says he kneels before his father in prayer. He he's, gets down on his knees to pray for this church in Ephesus. And that's important, that's significant, okay? This isn't just a glib, quick prayer. You know what I mean? A prayer on your knees is a prayer of surrender and seriousness. As he's thinking of this church, he's on his knees and he's praying, oh God, I pray that these guys in Ephesus, they may know, they may know something of the extent of your love. Oh Father, please, would you pour your spirit into their hearts that they may grasp that they are loved and to know this love because he knew that it was the most important thing that they could grasp. Guys, it's the most important thing that you could know today. I don't care how young or old you are, whether you're 19 or 90 watching this, male or female. I don't care whether you have a successful career or whether at the moment you are out of work, whether you have a, a good amount in your bank balance or whether you have nothing. The most important thing for every single person on planet Earth is to know the full extent of God's love for them. So do you know it? Do you know the height and the breadth and the depth of his love? It's so complete and it's so expansive and it's so breathtaking. How do we even begin to grasp it? Uh, for me, when I think about God's love for me, what helps me is to think about um, my love for others. So a few weeks ago, we dropped our eldest child off at university and it was... Um, a moment that I had tried to anticipate for a long time, okay? I wanted to be ready for this day when I dropped my first child off at university. So I had spent some time thinking about it. And of course, it was a day of huge excitement. Um, a huge, exciting, brand new chapter was opening up for my daughter and I shared that joy. But I've got to tell you, I found it so painful. Like, my little girl was leaving home and I know, listen, I know I'm not the first parent to go through this, all right? And I know it's part of life and it's very, very ordinary. But the depth of emotion that I felt when I drove away from campus having dropped her off at her halls of residence. 
And actually that whole weekend and that week actually, it's like a, a depth of emotion that I couldn't even begin to kind of describe in words. Why? Why were those emotions so strong? It's because of love. It's because I love uh, my kids and my daughter so much. It's a feeling very, very deep and very hard to describe. But here's the thing. The love that I have for my children is only a shadow of God's love that he has for you. Just a shadow. You see, my love is not perfect. Uh, the love that I have is contained within this flawed person, in this flawed character. But God's love is perfect. It is rooted in his perfect character. It is unconditional. It is persevering. It is never ending. It is high and it is deep and it is wide and it is long. And Paul longs for this church and I long for you to know the full extent of the love of God. That's why he's on his knees saying, I just pray that you may grasp it. Paul knows he can't persuade them of it. They need the Holy Spirit to do something in them. In the same way, I know I can't persuade you of the love of God this morning. Yeah, I could be here for hours. I'm not going to be, don't worry. I, I could preach eloquent arguments. I could get as passionate as I want. But what needs to happen is for the Holy Spirit to come, to do something inside of us that we may grasp and know the love of God. That's why it says in Romans 5.5 5, that God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. I believe the Holy Spirit can help you to know the love of God today, where you're at, watching this right now or maybe later on catch-up. I've been praying this prayer of Paul's for everyone watching today. This week, I've been praying that the Father in heaven, out of his glorious riches, may strengthen you in your inner being through the Holy Spirit so you may be able to grasp and know the love of God. Because when we grasp it, when we get it, everything else changes. Paul is so concerned, not with our activity, but with our identity with what's going on in here, what we really believe about ourselves and about God and about the world. So often we try to deal with life kind of externally. If I, if I just try a little harder, if I just work a little harder and we try and fix things by activity and busyness and we wonder why we keep stumbling over the same challenges. We stumble over like relationship challenges or we stumble over fears or insecurities or we sit and we stumble and we wonder why nothing kind of changes. And actually it's rooted in the fact that we don't fully know that we're loved and we don't fully know the one who loves us and just how good he is and how wide and broad his love is for us. We just try and work a little harder, but Paul knows that working a little harder isn't the answer. What we need to do is to grasp this love each and for ourselves. In another bit of the Bible, it says that nothing in all of creation can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. So do you know that today? Just where you're sat. Do you know that nothing in all of creation can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus? Because if you're not sure, I long for you to be sure today. I, I, I pray, like Paul, I pray that the Holy Spirit may come now. May do something in your inner being, give you the power to grasp the full extent of his love. Maybe you're watching this today and you've never known the love of God. Uh, some people are watching this and they've known it and, and the message for you is like, you know, remember your first love by remembering that you are first 
loved. But for others of you, you may never have known the love of God. You may be thinking, how do I know the love of God? Help me. Well, to know the love of God is to know God because God is love. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but will have eternal life. The the key question today is, do you believe in the person of Jesus Christ, the son of God who came, who died, who rose again in order that you may know today the love of God because you can know it. You can trust in Jesus. You can say, Jesus, I trust in you. Call on the name of Jesus, the Bible says. And then ask for your life to be flooded with God's love by the Holy Spirit. I'd love to pray for us. I'd love to pray for you if that's you today. I want the band. Can can you come and join me back on stage? That would be brilliant. That's fantastic. I've been waiting for seven months to be able to say that. That's a great thing. Come and join me again on the stage. It's fantastic. Wherever you're at right now, I want to invite you and I'm encourage you to do something. And that's just simply, if you're comfortable with this, to sit and stand, it's up to you, with just your hands open. The Bible says that God is a good father and he has good gifts for us. Sometimes it helps us to kind of position ourselves ready to receive the good gifts of God. And having our hands open, there's nothing magic about that. It's just a sign of saying, God, I want to receive the good things that you have for me. Maybe you've been a Christian many years and, and you know, if you're honest with yourself, you've lost that like, first love, that first passion that you had. I encourage you today, don't kind of try really hard like to get it back. It's not like if you try really hard, that's going to happen. What, what the Bible says is that we love because he first loved us. Just reflect a moment again on his extraordinary love for you. And if you're watching this and you've never known the love of God, just open your life to him. Because I'm going to pray for people in both those categories that right now, as Paul prayed, the Holy Spirit would come that you may know it. So let's pray. Father, I kneel before the Father who is in heaven. And I pray, Lord, that out of your glorious riches, that you may strengthen, Lord God, everyone who's watching this today through your Holy Spirit with power in their inner being. Right in here, God, at the core of who we are. And I'm praying, Lord, that everyone watching this today may have power in their inner being to grasp the height and the depth and the breadth, the width, the full extent of your love, Lord. And that they may know this love that is beyond knowing, that they may be filled with the fullness of God today. So I pray, Holy Spirit, would you begin to do a work in people's lives all across Mid-Sussex and wherever people are watching this today. (laughs) Thank you that you love us so much. I pray you may live in the good of that love this day. Help us, Lord, to recover our first love and our first passion for you. 
Your love is amazing. It is sensational. It is breathtaking. Oh, I pray that we may know it today with all the news that we've heard over the last 24 hours. May we know the security that comes from the love of God today. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this message from the King's Church, Mid-Sussex. To connect with us online, visit tkc.org.uk. We hope you'll join us again soon.